Welcome to Lost in the Twenties. Welcome back to episode two of Lost in the Twenties. This is Lizzie here. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back. This is Heidi, and we are so excited to start episode two. We're so excited to kick off episode two, but also just want to take a moment and thank everybody. We've really received so much incredible feedback, and so many people actually listened, which was so great for us. We didn't even realize that we'd have that many people listen to our first episode. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that you guys actually wanted to listen to our voices, but and I, here we are. And our conversations are relevant to some of you, which is so great, and we want to continue that and make sure that we are um, putting out information that is relevant to your life and your transitions within your life. Um, so yeah, we are just so excited. And we can all be lost together. I love <laughs> we're it. all we, just figuring it out. We all have no plans. We really don't know what we're doing, but we're winging it together. I love <laughs> this community. I love all the positive energy that we've gotten from this. So Yeah. But before we kick off our topic today, Heidi, checking in on you. How are you doing this week? This is week nine, by the way, of quarantine, everybody. Just wanting to let you all know. Yeah. This week. Well, first off, I chipped my tooth on it an apple. It was hilarious. <laughs> literally on an apple. I don't know how. I didn't even know you could chip your tooth, actually, like, legit chip it on an apple. But, like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even feel it, honestly. I, I was literally looking at Heidi. I was like, Heidi, you have something in your teeth. Like, typical, you know, hey, you got something in your teeth, girl. Get that out. And I was like, oh, you still got it in your teeth. Oh, no. No. Wait, Heidi. <laughs> chipped my tooth. I mean, if you know me outside of this, you know that's such a Heidi thing of, like, out of everything that could have happened to me, of course I chipped my tooth. Like, of course. We of were course. dying laughing, though. It was hilarious. It was it was a, a icing on the cake of a week for week nine. Literally, and it was, sure. like, post-mental breakdown. And it was just, like, the icing on the cake of, of the mental breakdown. But, like, who hasn't had a mental breakdown yeah. during coronavirus? Like, Honestly, week nine has been definitely, like, the tipping point in I think my own like life of craziness in my own mind I think I'm just going kind of stir crazy I mean who isn't I mean you're literally seeing the same four people every day unless you're living risking your life I don't know like living being an essential worker oh yeah on the front lines I mean that's more exciting but yeah here we are still in the house yet again week nine yeah doing the same and thing. i'm having some wild dreams i don't know about you but my dreams are just so wild and i think that they say it's because we only see a certain amount of things a day yeah so my friend actually told me that it's like a scientific study i don't know that's going around that someone did some research and basically because we're our brains are less stimulated we're not really leaving the house it's more active in our dreams so I don't know if y'all are having some wild dreams out there like me and Lizzie, but we it's are. Normal. <laughs> it's so, normal. It's common. Yeah, and definitely look this up for yourself. Hey, again, we are not experts, but look this up. 
figure out if you're having some weird dreams, let us know. Slide in our DMs and we would be happy to hear about why dreams are so weird right now. Um, But let's kick off the topic for this episode. Heidi, what's the topic for today? So the topic today is sustainable fashion, but also just being a more conscious, more self-aware consumer, being more responsible with what you're buying and knowing what you're buying and kind of just doing your own little research. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. I definitely think that as consumers, we have so much power behind our dollar, behind what we promote and what we don't promote and what we, you know, can say isn't good out there. And so essentially this whole episode, we just did slight research. Again, we are not experts in this field. However, we are trying to recognize as ourselves through who we want to be one day um, and growing within our own lives that we want to support or not support things that are not good for the environment, not do not have good ethics, etc. Yeah, I mean, I like that Lizzie said, the power behind our dollars. So I used to work with a volunteer organization called Give Volunteers. And one of the things that they taught us was about voting with your dollar, which is so true because every as consumers in a capitalist society, consumers kind of control the markets. You know, what we buy, I mean, think about this way. The consumer said, we're done with plastic straws. Everywhere has metal or reusable or paper straws. Like, yeah, I saw that in South Africa. That became a world trend because consumers started advocating for that. So just think about it. All the power that we have really like goes into what we buy and who we support so and even coming back you know from South Africa I threw out so many of my clothes I try to donate them before I went in I try to sell them and now coming back I don't have a lot of like American style clothes stylish clothes so I'm trying to buy clothes again and that kind of started my thinking like coming back I feel a little different I feel evolved in a way what type of business like what type of stores do I want to support yeah. local ones lo- local boutiques big corporations which corporations should I support you know yeah you know looking uh going back to your comment about the plastic straws uh Starbucks actually went away from the plastic uh straws but you look at Duncan and Duncan still has them and I've recognized that and I think that's very interesting how they haven't evolved into that I in New York um all of Starbucks they do not have straws even Duncan still has straws there I would think that they would evolve there and change um, it up and test it out in bigger cities but they still have the plastic straws so I think that's very interesting and it really showcases what they um, what they care about and obviously they aren't really prioritizing it to be a change for them at this moment And that's really important as consumers to recognize that and to see that certain companies do not care to change things or they say they do things and they we don't really know if they do it. So one that's particularly everybody knows that they don't really seem to be changing and and trying to improve themselves is Forever 21. Let me know if I'm wrong, but I still see them having plastic bags when people walk out of the stores and I've walked out of the store with a plastic bag where in New York City they've banned plastic bags. So I thought that was really interesting. Also, they are the true representation of fast fashion and if you don't know what fast fashion is, it's pretty much we used to have four seasons, um, of course, in a year, which you know them, 
fall, spring, winter, summer. But with fast fashion, it's like 20 seasons. And these seasons are with trends and fads. And it's pretty much acting like clothes is disposable. And they're making quantity rather than quality. So a lot of their manufacturing is like over the top. Where with slow fashion, you want to... Your goal is to essentially make manufacturing slower and not have as much manufacturing going on for your brand because it's just better for the quality of the workers as well. Yeah, so I actually, a close friend of mine sent this article to me. It's called The True Cost of Our Clothing. It's actually a blog. The writer, her name is Trilby. The blog is called Life Elysium, and it's kind of about living a more sustainable lifestyle more minimalist minimalistic lifestyle and just like kind of starting a lot of discussions and conversations it's so good it's really good and this article is a really easy read i definitely recommend it and and it's relatable i think when you read articles you want them to kind of be relatable to your life and how you're doing these little things that could be good or bad for the overall picture of the environment or just sustainable um, ways. Yes, yeah, so it, I really like it, and I definitely recommend you guys check out her blog. Um, Lizzie and I will put it, it on our Instagram stories for everyone to check out, and I, I also talked to her, and she's really nice, so definitely recommend it. And in this article, you know, I read it, and it really had me, like kind of what you said, Lizzie, it really had me thinking about, wow, you know, I – I've always shopped at Forever 21 in college. I mean, I was broke. I was balling on a budget. So Yeah, when you're in college, you're just trying to find the next outfit to your next day party or to that darty. You're just trying to find something quick and easy you can throw on, throw away. But at the end of the day, you really find out what it truly costs for you to buy clothing from a fast fashion company. Yeah, I mean, and all the waste that you're producing and – this article says, and it's really interesting, that the textile industry is the fifth leading industry for the most water pollution and they, because it takes so much water just to produce one shirt, and it's like 2,700 tons of water. I don't know. A lot. And that's insane. That's a lot of water that's being used for one product. It's, it's absolutely insane. And there's so many harmful dyes that go into producing clothing and then there's a lot of unethical labor practices because a lot of companies like Forever 21 and Zara, which tough, tough pill for me to swallow because... Love Zara. Love Zara. But anyways, trying to be a more responsible consumer. <laughs> um, but these companies, you know, they outsource their labor. And in countries like Bangladesh that have not very serious labor laws and like where basically employees can't make complaints, they work in unsafe conditions, they, a lot of this targets vulnerable women and children that live in lower income communities or rural areas, and it's just really bad for the environment as well. So it's just, it's not only just buying from better organizations, I would say, it's also just buying high quality and less, like what Lizzie said, with the slow fashion. Like, you want to just, it's better to just invest if you're not going to buy at least from the most sustainable company, I would say at least invest in jeans that will last so you're buying less of it. Well, I just want to say some things about Levi's. So um, did you know that one pair of Levi jeans, um, you need 2,000 gallons of water to make one pair? One pair. 
but they actually have created another collection that focuses on reusable products and they're making different types of jeans and shorts that are that are recycled for instance I was actually looking at urban today at their online store and I actually found a pair of Levi's that were recycled and then I found another pair of Levi's that were just normal they're newly made type of denim but actually the recycled pair was ten dollars less and people say that yeah more quality clothing recycled clothing sometimes costs more actually seeing that right there it costs ten dollars less you have ten more dollars in your pocket you can buy that one and make a better impact because any company that's making new products they're putting some type of damage in this world and like we are all impacting the world some way somehow I'm definitely guilty of it I definitely shop at Forever 21 Fashion Nova Boohoo and they are all fast fashion type of companies also another thing that during this research and these are just like simple Google research searches that we're doing and I saw this drop down because I looked up Nike with like their different type of ethics sustainability whatever and it literally said, does Nike still use child labor? Still use? I didn't even know that they used it the first time. I didn't know that they were still using it. <laughs> and it was just so interesting that people were like looking that up. Like I may have impact, like I may, you know, support them after I know that they don't do it anymore. Or maybe they still do it. Maybe I still feel guilty as a consumer. I don't know. Just so interesting that that was a Google search that came up instantly that they were still using child labor. I know it's actually it's so wild that that's like an issue within the textile industry you would think like ethically I don't know that companies just would not want to use child labor because that's been illegal in America for what like the past hundred years during the industrial revolution I don't even know but it's illegal man (laughs) and I mean speaking of like big shoe companies or sportswear Adidas they use recycled materials in some of their tennis shoes and I think that's really great and I've always been an Adidas fan, so that's really interesting, and I, as a consumer, support them more because they do that, because this is also from that article that I mentioned, The True Cost of Our Clothing. It says 84% of the clothes that we buy end up in landfills, and honestly, a lot of these clothes that we just throw away are probably in great condition and can be recycled so that companies like Adidas or other ones that we've researched or Levi can just use recycled like recycle that material instead of having to start from scratch and just have to use those harmful dyes again I don't know it's just better to recycle less than our carbon footprint yeah so some other brands that I would say that are even good too is like Patagonia Patagonia is actually one of the leading companies that are, are making sustainable moves and they're really showing everyone up you know they're really putting themselves forward for it and props to them they will take your used clothes they will fix any of your used clothes as well they just do a really good job and they are um, transparent they're open about it and that's one thing that we've noticed we don't know if companies are just saying it to say it or if they're actually meaning it and they're actually implementing it and their goals and they're making progress with it because a lot of them are like in 2025 I'm like okay but like 
what okay you're, i like you're i want to produce waste for the next five years yeah <laughs> and that, then then it gets pushed back because god forbid a pandemic like yeah coronavirus Corona, coronavirus <laughs> yeah so i think like that's something the transparency overall a lot of companies seem to be moving in the right direction for instance starbucks is taking away the plastic you know, New York City banning all plastic bags. How great is that that a whole city is really supporting behind that? Good for you. Then also looking at companies like Levi that are trying to um, minimize the the water usage because that's so important. We're using so much water to make one pair. It's just insane. And then, you know, looking at Columbia. Columbia is also a really good brand that was shouted out in articles that we've read about the different brands. What other ones do you have, Heidi? So for me, I'm just trying to buy some like cute clothes again because like I said, I threw a lot of those out, sold them, whatever. So I've been looking at Reformation. I mean, it's so cute and it's like on Instagram that you can just see it easily and it's it's a little bit pricier, but not super pricey. I mean, if you have a nine to five, it might be a bit more affordable, but I really like it. And then there's also like Able and there's just even Poshmark. I mean, you can buy things that are reusable. And then also, okay, so I sometimes, it, I think it's called Uptown Cheapskate in Raleigh. I went there once just to buy some, like, clothes for Peace Corps that, you know, I had to wear skirts that were covered my knees and, like, things that cover my shoulders. So I just walked in, and I get, donated it to them. I got some money from it. Like, I gave them some of my old clothes. And then I looked around. There was free people in there. Like, they had some cute stuff. And, I mean vintage man vintage is definitely in yeah and there's also like buffalo exchange which also is that um reseller type of company that is in multiple locations i believe it's in atlanta it's in new york different parts of new york i think it's in other locations as well um and then there's also plato's closet you can buy and sell clothes from you can even give your clothes to goodwill I mean, please just don't throw them away. That's one thing I'm really trying to figure out for myself. Like, I know it's so long waiting for them to sort through your clothes if you have a lot and sometimes they don't take it all, but don't throw it away after they give you back your clothes. Go take it to Goodwill because what the purpose of um, staying away from fast fashion is the life cycle of your clothing. And so making sure that your clothing has as much usage as possible and that's making a better impact so again hand-me-downs are great like I know people want to stay away from that but you know get some hand-me-downs buy some used clothes do rent the runway they're great um also if you're interested in any athletic wear Athleta actually is great they are really working for sustainable clothing they have 60% of their clothing I believe is sustainable so that's awesome they're doing great things and you know, again, like really taking notice and what companies support it and what companies are striving for that in the future. And then look at for the ones that are kind of just not really doing anything. And you're like, why aren't you doing anything? You know what's going on in this world. You know that this impact you're putting is sometimes negative. And I mean, also, it blows my mind that companies aren't jumping in on the green bandwagon because it is a huge trend with our generation I think kudos to us we are becoming more environmentally aware and cautious of the type of consumers and people that we are and like 
realizing the type of impact that we're making on this world. And I mean, especially with coronavirus, everything we do does have like a bigger impact. Yeah. And I think like we have to be like responsible and self-aware that like what we do like impacts our neighbors, impacts maybe not our neighbors exactly sometimes, but people in the world. And we are in this together. But there's also another one in Raleigh, this boutique. It's super cool. My aunt showed me this um, little boutique. It's called the Flourish Market. I'm sure some people might have heard, but this social entrepreneur basically started this boutique that all the products are made by women in rural communities across the world, and like 10% of the profits go to like really cool and amazing causes. Like I think one is helping right now, like 10% that of the profits that she makes off the things that you buy goes to an organization that helps women in Peru, I believe, and get out of or helps women in Peru that were previously sex workers or forced into um, prostitution. So it really helps in that type of sense. So even just supporting social entrepreneurs and their boutiques that do good have a cause behind them, you know? That is honestly amazing that they support that. And wow, that's a great company. And I'm really happy that you talked about that, Heidi. And just showing that there's companies like that out there that are doing good and just being aware as consumers and just being aware of everything that you do while you're in transition while you're while you're trying to be something one day that really does great impact on this earth like look internally and realize that you also every day will be making little steps to be improving the earth the um making improvements through your dollar voting through your dollar as they say for companies that are doing good and then kick out the companies that are doing bad or just let them know hey we're not supporting this anymore yeah I mean that's a really good point Heidi that you made that yeah yeah and it's not even just fashion I mean since I've been home I mean I've been a little annoying about it but I go grocery shopping because hashtag unemployed and I'll just like buy more organic stuff uh, dish detergent that's more environmentally friendly just like little cautious purchases that I know are just a little bit better for the world and like okay our sister Abby posted this on her Instagram she bought this like honey yo Abby yo Abby shout out Abby shout out Abby Um, (laughs) but it's called be responsible and it's basically this honey company that just helps bring awareness to the bee crisis you know bees are going extinct um honeybees and so they help fund organizations you know they help fund projects to like help the bees you know so just even just buying honey that is trying to advocate for the bees in the world yeah because bees are a part of our ecosystem and having things like that go away that can also be detrimental to our ecosystem and we need to always recognize that and recognize that there's companies like this that support the greater good and things are bigger than us you know that we can do little impacts each and every day that speak to the greater good of life and yeah so we should always focus on that another one is like the um Bombas socks have you ever heard of those where they support one pair go um you buy one pair then the other pair goes to the homeless I think that's so great everyone needs socks especially in the cold weather you know people can get frostbite because the homeless sometimes they don't like they have the homeless shelters but other than that they're on the streets and I see it in New York all the time and it's really sad and 
you know, let them have a pair of socks, essentially, because they're doing a greater good. They're stepping up and they're donating one. They don't have to, but they're doing it because they want to. And companies like that really speak to a higher power. So, well, I guess also with everything going on with coronavirus, there's so many organizations out there that, especially within textile, I mean, the textile industry, we have to give them this kind of credit. A lot of their manufacturing companies, I've been reading about different smaller nonprofits or clothing manufacturers in America, they're stopping producing regular clothing and they're starting to produce PPE or manufacture PPE. I know there's one in um, Boston, one manufacturing company doing it there. So I just noticed there are some good, there are some good companies really adapting their methods to fit the crisis right now of coronavirus. And not only that, there's some that are raising money to help other people around the world combat coronavirus in places of rural communities like I know for me leaving South Africa leaving South Africa was really hard it was really confusing it was just a bunch of different emotions and I don't know coming back I'm I I mean I've cried about it to Lizzie but I have a lot of sadness just leaving my communities because they don't have all the materials or the resources that we have here in some in some places in South Africa and I just really wanted to help out different countries in the world, but I didn't know how. So there was this one social entrepreneur that I found on Instagram, and she was selling handmade yoga straps. And I've definitely put her on my Instagram before. I think what she's doing is great. The company is called Mokrame. And you bought one. Yeah, I bought this really cute yoga strap. It's really cute. It's handmade. It's like, it's like yarn, would you say? And it's, yeah. it's this beautiful thing. I'll definitely... We will put it on our Instagram story for everyone to see again. Give her a shout out. I mean, I just, she was a return Peace Corps volunteer. And basically, she's selling these handmade. She has, like, table coasters. She has stuff for babies, like little baby cradles, yoga straps, keychains. Really, really cute things. And they're all handmade. It's just awesome. And 10 to 15% of the profits, I believe, I think it's 10, might be 15, is going back to... Local, her local partners in South Africa and they're buying PPE basic necessities food for families in South Africa and rural communities and it's just really just buying you know I bought a yoga strap a certain amount of that profit went to helping families and she's putting it all over her Instagram about how the money that she's making is being donated to, back to them and it just made me feel like I was playing a little bit of a part of helping other people across the world that need that PPE or just need that support. And it makes me feel connected to my South Africa, even though I'm here back in the U.S. So mm -hmm. if you're like me, who is kind of like, I want to help, but I don't know how, put your money to those causes. Donate it to fundraisers that are helping our front lines. Maybe send your friend a little Venmo, maybe who's on the front line. Lizzie, your friend's on the front lines mm -hmm. and... Give her a little demo shout out just to cheer her up. Just yeah. like things like that or just organizations that are trying to help. Yeah. Um, Heidi, you mentioned something about social media and the promotion of social media. I just want to say one last thing to wrap this up. Like I definitely love that social media can be used in such a positive light and how you are able to, you know, see this on social media and then make that impact with the uh, yoga strap. And also something that I've been really 
you know, a part of with my workout activities is the class by Taryn Toomey. If you've ever seen on my social media, you know, I'm obsessed. I love it so much and it's so great. Try it. So amazing. Anyways, they support amazing products. They have a lot of retail, um, specifically uh, skincare, and they typically will represent a different brand. They've represented Chanel, and now they're at they're looking at Beauty Counter, and that's something that they promote. They used to have it in their little, um, you know, workout studio and their bathrooms, but of course now in COVID we are of course not in the um, studios. But they have it online and ever since I looked at that they they support clean products and that's something we need to recognize too like cruelty free like animal cruelty free like that's something that products in the skincare company or skincare industry shouldn't really be doing that anymore they this is the 21st century there's other ways to test your products so recognizing that recognizing brands like that and how social media can play into um, pushing out that I, I know some people are selling different skincare products that are also really great like that and that's a way to spread the word of different products and Heidi has had people reach out to her for products as well that have been great yeah um, I actually just asked my friend this girl that I follow on Instagram she's amazing with um, eyeshadow and stuff and I wanted to get some eyeshadow so I asked her where she got it and she told me about ColourPop and it's vegan it's like very has a lot of good ethics behind it and I just feel like a good I don't know I so feel like I so can support this company so I bought some ColourPop so just if you're interested in eyeshadow or eye makeup or any makeup at all just knowing that they're vegan they're animal cruelty free I do, they use clean products not toxicness you know at the end of the day this was meant to start a conversation we're all growing we're not gonna turn vegan tomorrow or like and we're not experts either like we are doing our own research too and that's exactly what we are trying to recommend to y'all to also do do your own research understand what is good and what's bad what do companies support what do companies not support um yeah yeah just baby steps just starting to lessen your carbon footprint just help your local economy support your local businesses shout out to that as well i can definitely say that i'm guilty of it and i'm trying to improve that every day so we just want to leave this off again with a little mantra that we typically do at the end of our um podcast yes lizzie give us that okay. mantra <laughs> give it just to kidding. us <laughs> um so be the change you want to see in the world and that's by gandhi um, and so, yeah, we are bigger than we think we are. We can do so much good. We have so much power, and we can we have power behind our dollar, and that's something that we want to talk about. So, voting our brand, we want to make sure that whatever we whatever we put out in the world, that's expressing our brand, and whatever we support, that also is expressing our brand of who we truly are. So, be cautious, be self aware, and do good in the world. Um, also please message us feel free to dm us about anything you want any topics feedback just if you want to talk um, my uh, user is lizzie mazenko just my name and heidi's is my instagram is hmazenko97 so just continue being goodish people not great not bad goodish i'm trying to be a goodish person every day honey. goodish you know and yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, this was also edited by Kristen Anderson. Have a great day. Thank you. See y'all next week. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Woo!